Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you're fine. I hope you're good. Happy new week. Um, so we've got just like a day or two for the month of January to end. And apparently for quite a lot of us, I think this has been the fastest January we've ever experienced, which is good. And I really hope we've been able to achieve as much as we have desired. And I really hope we've been able to achieve as much as we've desired. I, um, I'm excited about next month because next month is going to be, um, you know, it's February now. So the whole cliche of it being the month of love. The first two episodes are going to be um, little discussions on love. So I've, I've gotten um, two, I hope this terminology is correct. I've gotten two couples, right? Um, one is about to get married. The other one is married. And they'll be sharing their own story on love. And, you know, just, you know, generally giving an outlook of of their own journey. And I feel it's very important for us to get our experiences, I mean, get lessons, take lessons from people's experiences, right? I believe that they have a whole lot of insight. There are a lot of things that we might have read in books. And um, sometimes we also have our own ideologies. But usually people that are in it have a better way of explaining it. Right, and I think we could learn a lot, so I'm excited. The first episode will come out on Thursday. And we'll be moving in that direction. And then we also have um, people that are um, going to share their own personal stories. Um, it's just going to be a really, really fun month. So uh, in February, you'd hardly be hearing me. You'd be hearing the voice of other people. But I really hope that that's going to be a blessing. Um, today I'll be sharing a story from one of our listeners. And uh, dear Tyler, as much as it is, you know, me sharing stuff, the stories are not always mine. And as a community, we're very open for other people to share their stories. We believe that it has a way of helping, right? It has a way of helping um, people sometimes people find similar stories you know and just having somebody that has experienced what you have experienced and making it through is an absolute blessing is an absolute blessing and part of the part of our um our commitment in Dear Tyler is that people that share their stories, we don't divulge their details, we don't share their names and everything, so it remains private. And also, if at any point in time you'd love to share your story, you know, reach out to um, to the Dear Tyler community or, you know, via Instagram, you know, just drop a message and we'll connect or you could always reach out on the email, right, Tyler at gmail.com, dear, D-E-A-R, and then Tyler is spelled T-Y-L-A, right? And then you can just connect, and then we could share the story. So this is a story from a dear friend, and um, there's no name to it. I just titled it Diamond in the Rough, and I'm sure as we 
as we get through the story, you'd understand why I chose this topic particularly. So the person um, sent me, like, wrote, wrote out the story. So I'm just going to read it exactly as it is. So assume that the voice you're hearing is a feminine voice. And yeah, so I trust you'll be blessed. So we begin. Story, story, story. All right. Writing about myself is probably the most demanding and difficult task I could ever carry out or not. This is because being human, I would want to paint a beautiful picture of myself, but I'll do the best I can to answer the question about who I am and a few experiences I believe will bless you. I'd like to begin from the very beginning, at least from what I was told by my dad and mom. I was born almost three decades ago on a Friday afternoon, quite sunny, I'd like to believe, or maybe rainy, because it was the rainy season. Being the womb opener of my parents, it was such a joy to welcome the first fruit of their womb. Born into a Christian home, it is a custom that every child be dedicated on the eighth day. So I was named, and the names were a reflection of their heart's disposition. My parents are both ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perfect, huh? Well, not exactly. I grew up naturally loving music. I loved to sing. I would always sing for this cousin of mine while he played on drums. I have a soft spot for really good music and musicians. Let me just pause here. I, I don't know. It's like musicians and music people have this, this kryptonite that weakens people. So, it's well. God will help us not to mess up. Alright, so back to the story. I messed up sometimes because of it, but the Holy Spirit is teaching me how to manage it. Music was not the only thing I loved to do. I loved being creative and crafting or creating things with my hands. At some point, I used to pause, I had to pause music and entered into children ministry. I hope by the end of my story, you will get to know why. With a little background story, I'm sure you would expect you wouldn't expect anything less than perfect of my life. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It isn't. Growing up, there was always one brother or sister coming to stay with us and babysit us while my, while mom and dad were away to work. And as a result, I was of, often sexually abused by caregivers. And that was the beginning of inferiority complex for me. And this silent hatred for everyone who came to stay with us. I couldn't tell anyone about it for fear that it was unthinkable, abominable, and not to be mentioned in a pastor's house. I became, I became sexually active quite early, and it was the norm with my circle of friends at that time. I nearly died the day my mom caught us because she beat the devil out of us that day. Remember I mentioned that I had a soft spot for music people. It almost landed me in trouble again as a teenager. I used to fantasize a lot about marrying a musician and I could not see the bigger picture of God for my life. After lots of disappointing experiences with boys, I began nursing resentment for them and it cost me relationships. I became stubborn, selfish, sharp-tongued, hot-headed and never saw the male folk in a good light. Added to that was from a wrong mindset about relationships. I always appeared as this hard girl on the outside, but it was a facade. I was in dire need of love, appreciation, and attention. 
but had a poor method of expressing it. Being a feeler and an emotional person, my mood would always easily give me away if at any point I found what looked like love, care and attention, I would likely fall for it. This was a really dangerous and slippery path. At some point in high school, I was opportune to be part of a music project that exposed my mind and got me some influence. The euphoria of that season of my life helped me alleviate some of the negative vibes, but the downside was that soft was that soft spot issue because I became emotionally attached to someone. And by the end of my high school, in my second year in college, I got lost in a relationship I was sure didn't give God glory. I eventually had to let go because my conscience and the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me be. Not too long after, here comes this fine young single pastor in church at that time. He could sing and play the keyboard. Keyboardist. At first, I thought it was a mentor kind of relationship, but I was wrong. It was at this point I realized that emojis too had feelings of love. I initially had this resolve never to marry any man who had something to do with ministry, especially a pastor. So as much as I enjoyed the mentor-mentee relationship, I couldn't afford to lose my guard for love. It took a lot of prayers, convincing and counseling by external forces for me to finally accept to court this man. This was in my third year of college. My mind was not having it. Things were differently awkward between us. I didn't like many things about the relationship, but I couldn't completely speak up because I was still a mentee while he had moved on to boyfriend level. It was tough to settle our conversation, and our conversations were almost always about what I was doing wrong and not getting right. Looking back, I think I really frustrated him, and we didn't agree on many things, but I would mostly be quiet but eventually do what was on my mind. Eventually, after five months of back and forth at this point, I promise, at this point, I promise I was beginning to come to terms with the reality of the thing and emoji. He decides to call it quits. I had exams during that period with one last paper left. For God's sake, who quits relationship when the other party is writing an examination? Of course, I feel that cause. I was broken, angry at myself and him. For every other relationship before and after, I was the one who called it quits. And so for the first time, I tasted a cup of hot breakfast. I was already beginning to picture our marriage together and the beautiful kids we were going to have. And the life as a pastor's wife. But alas, the picture was shattered. To some folks, to some folks can say she lost a big fish. I began to nurse bitterness and revenge. I resolved to break as many hearts as possible. Once again, I knew better, but I refused to do better. I succeeded at breaking one heart before leaving the four walls of college and another after college before God stopped me in my tracks. To be honest, I lost interest in love. Very many times I prayed for and asked God to take away the hurt, anger, and pain that I felt in my heart against this person, but it was difficult. A few years later, the pastor was getting married. And I'm like, after what you did to me, you had the guts to. And the Holy Spirit again stops me right in my thoughts and instructs me to sow a seed towards the wedding. I died inside. But I did. Then came the voice of guilt, the maybes and the what-ifs. I literally lost weight that season, but God's love was always there. I'm learning to be more forgiving 
with myself and people because amongst many other things I was quite young, somehow naive and oblivious of how relationships work. I went to school to get a certificate, but nothing prepared me for the harsh realities of date of the dating scene. I'm also learning that humans will always be humans including myself. As for the reason I pause music, remember I said my mom is a children's minister. She introduced me there, but I fell in love with the work. I also began to think about how many adults and children um who have who have similar experiences of sexual abuse growing up as I did. I began to have burdens in that line and I felt the need to be trained and be there for a while. People need to get it right in life about relationships and that early. So I decided to be part of the change makers who help children understand the truth. I really hope to find a way to wear all the caps and wear them well as I progress in life and purpose. God's not done with me yet, and I'm praying for grace to follow in obedience. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. And we're also grateful for your courage to share your story. You know, there's there's so much that has gone through this person's life. Okay, so this is me talking now, right? This is Binga, right, Tyler. So there's so much that has gone through this person's life. And you know, within the period that this story was shared to me, one other person reached out to me and shared, you know, a similar story. In fact, a few days ago, uh, a young lady reached out to me and you know, in tears and she was exploited by by somebody very close to her. And it it has really bothered me the extent to which this happens, you know, having caregivers or, you know, relatives, you know, people just doing a whole lot of nasty things, especially to children. And, you know, it has bothered me. I I don't know if I've been thinking of ways to be able to connect with people so that we could have maybe little discussions, people that have overcome sexual abuse because I really think it would help a lot it seems to be rampant and also if there is any platform that people can reach out to to just help them through it but one of the you know just leaving the whole um, pain one thing that I love about this lady that shared a story is her number one her consciousness of God that even in even in all of this that's happening or that has happened in her life and the back and forth you know she was still able to have a heart for God and that heart for God gave her some form of succor that the Spirit of God can relate to her and she would listen. I know, Tyler, that there are a lot of things that we might have gone through, but do not allow anything deaden your receptivity to God. Do not allow anything deaden your receptivity.
to God. No matter what it is, do not allow anything deaden your receptivity to God. It's very important, Tyler. And then, you know, irrespective of the things that you've done, right? God still writes beautiful stories. Your pain is... You can transform it into a blessing. So you can see how, because she had a terrible experience, and probably she didn't have anybody to help pull her through it, she has decided to devote her life to make sure that those who have experienced what she has would have somebody to be able to talk to. And those that haven't experienced it will be safe from those experiences, do you understand? And that's why I tagged the diamond in the rough. Because it takes a lot of pressure to produce diamonds. It's pressurized rocks, pressurized carbon that makes a diamond what it is. And sometimes we have to endure these pressures. I know a lot of people will be like, if we serve a loving God, why does this happen? Why does this happen? Why does this happen? I don't have answers to it and I really wish I did. But then this is just a proof of the nature of man. And because God has given man free will, it just shows how terrible a man is without God. If every person lived by the rules of God, lived by the principles of God, we won't have these issues. But it is because men have decided to be independent of God's principles that we get to see this. And if you're such an individual that has gone through such pain, um, I really pray for God's healing for you. And I, and I really, really believe that you should reach out to somebody and just talk to the person. Reach out to somebody and talk to the person. It's very important. Don't be left alone. Don't allow the silence cause more pain. I know I can tell you, I forgive the person, but I don't understand the hurt that you're going through. So it may take time, but I know that with the love of God in your heart, you would learn to forgive. So don't allow people, don't project your pain on another innocent soul. The person that wants to love you is not the same person that hurts you. Always remember that, Tyler. So for the person that shared the story, thank you so much. God bless you. And on your road to healing, I pray that the Lord will bring it speedingly. And also for somebody to come into your life that would that would that would bring so much happiness to you. So much happiness to you. I really pray for that for you. Right? And so can we just pray together? Father, thank you for this beloved person that shared her story. We can only imagine the pain and sometimes the flashback that she has to go through. But Lord, I pray. We pray, oh God, together that you would bring so much healing to her heart in the name of Jesus. And for her being vulnerable enough to share with us, we want to say thank you, Lord, and that you would bless her. And for every other person 
that has gone through similar. We ask, Father, that you would reach out to them and heal, O oh God, every broken part of their life. Every mindset, O oh God, that is shattered, we ask, Father, that you would restore it in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, Father, for help for them in the name of Jesus. And help us, O oh God, Father, to be able to be a light to other people who are also going through these issues. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. So please, again, like I said, if you have stories to share, please reach out to us and we would love to share them, right? Um, so next week we're starting the whole Valentine series and all. And I believe it's going to bless you. So I hope this episode blessed you. And this is me signing out, Tyler. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Bye.